0: Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you are about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. I'm going to minister word this morning. In prayer and in preparation for today, as the Holy Spirit was really impressing something upon me, he began to reveal something to me about the seven churches in the book of Revelation. And as I began to think about that, and I began to think about an understanding of what God was speaking to the church prior to the rapture of the church, he began to talk to each one of the local churches, and all of them were local churches. And he was speaking to the local church, and he was telling them uh, things in which he commended about them. He also told them things in which they needed to address. He rebuked some of them. And he taught and he told them things to prepare them for the day that they would all stand before Christ. Each one. He spoke to the pastors and he spoke to the church. And that and in that we can learn something from that. Don't you think so? One is, is in every commendation when God said, man, you've done that well, there's also an opposite understanding if they did not do it well. Is that right? Now, there are things in there that he he rebuked them or he corrected them on. Things like, um, you, you've you lost your first love. You need to return back to your first love. We like that one. You know what I'm saying? And we get that, so to speak. We don't like the fact that that happened, but we understand what the, he's trying to say there in some ways. But the thing is, is he he corrected them on that. Did he not? So we can see things in which we need to lend our heart toward and our pursuit after. And you're going to find in the word of God that these things are vital for the church because it's who you're speaking to. He wasn't speaking to the world. And so this morning, through that understanding as I was praying and I was thinking about the day of Pentecost, I was actually thinking about the Holy Spirit. But you know, God, in his wisdom, he gave us the Holy Spirit for a reason not to just make us better people or nice people or actually to just do something for us, but to actually empower us with a oneness with God. With a, if I can say it, a union, a unity in the Spirit with God, where we have an intimacy where it's not just God on the outside of you, but God in you and you in Him. That there is a connection with God that you can hear His voice. Think about that. Even know his mind. The Bible says in the book of Corinthians, who knows what's in the mind of God except the Spirit of God? And we have that Spirit. Are you hearing me right now? So that means we can know the mind of God. How do you know that? By having intimate fellowship and relationship with him through the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit just doesn't come on everybody. You Want to know why? Because you can see that in the book of Acts. Now, he wants to, but not everybody will receive him. Some people think it's kind of funny to hear the voice of God. Well, nobody can hear the voice of God. Well, there you go. What does that tell you? Are you hearing me right now? We need to be people who desire to have a relationship and intimacy and a oneness with God. To be filled with the Holy Spirit. And you know, one of the passages of scriptures in the Bible that speaks of being filled with the Holy Spirit in the book of Ephesians, it says, be not drunk with wine. And then it says, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. That word Holy Spirit there, to be filled, means to be filled and filled again. A continual refilling and filling and filling. What does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? He's not talking about salvation. He's talking about having a desire to walk, to know, to pursue after, to be intimate with the Holy Spirit of God. See, a lot of times we're praying to God way out there, but God says, listen, I'm not going to be way out there. Even Jesus said, I'm going to leave, but I'm going to send another just like me is what he said. He said, I'm going to come to you again in a different way. This time I'm going to come to you, not just in a physical way, but I'm going to come to you in a spirit as as the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to abide just with you. I'm going to be in you. So there is an intimate relationship that he desires with us, and we must also learn to desire that with him. I've learned whenever we, desire, whenever we begin to desire to lose control of God's will. Are you hearing me? When we desire to lose control of God's will, that means we surrender our will to his. And we say, God, not my will, but your will be done. And we begin to pursue after him according to his will, which is his heart, which is his mind, which is his motives, which is his desires, which is his, his love. And come on. What happens is you begin to pursue him in that manner. You begin to pursue him through a relationship of, through the Holy Spirit. Then what happens is, is you begin to change. Things begin to take place. Listen, he is looking for those who desire to, to have that kind of relationship with him. This morning, I want to just encourage you to listen to this message this morning and receive of it. And as I was studying this out, and and the Holy Spirit began to speak to me about fire, and I began to think about when the fire falls. There are different times in the Bible that you see when the fire fell. We talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, it tells us that John the Baptist prophesied of Jesus, and he said that there's one coming after me. You shoe latch it, I'm not worthy to unloose. And he says, He's going to baptize you. And he says, He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And I started thinking about fire. What does it mean, the fire? And I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to minister this out to you this morning. And I begin to research a few things. And I come across this story. And I thought this was a unique story that in the United States, anybody ever hear of Yosemite National Park? And the Yosemite National Park, there used to be something that they called the Firefall. And it, in it, the, what would take place is at this park is the, the park rangers would coordinate and gather all of the fallen trees around the big park. It's a huge park and they would go and get all of the fallen trees that had fallen uh, throughout the winter time and, and through the rains and different times like that. And they would, they would pick up all of these things during the, after the fall season and they would gather all the limbs and they would put them all in these huge massive piles. And then they would, and actually they would gather it and put it on this uh, granite mountain. Uh, uh, and, it, and it had like a, a cliff face and it would pile all these uh, uh, big old stacks of, of trees up there. And then one, and this would happen once a year. And they would pour kerosene and, and petrol upon them and soak them. And when it was dark, they would take fire and light them. And they'd have these massive bulldozers. And people would come from all over to see this spectacle. And they would come and they would watch and they would look up and and the bulldozers, the drivers of the bulldozers would wait until everybody began to shout, Let the fire fall! Everybody starts shouting, let the fire fall. And then these guys and those bulldozers, they just get behind and they start pushing these massive uh, piles of wood and trees that are on fire off the side of this cliff. And it would be like a waterfall of fire falling. There was a person who experienced that and he went back at the same time of the year and he went back to see the firefall and, and, and see this spectacle again and, because he had experienced it some years before. And he went to the park and, and he was looking for this spectacle to take place and, and he was wondering when it was going to happen So because it was the same time of year and he went to one of the park rangers and asked him, said, when does the fire fall again? When will the fire fall again? And that... Ranger looked at him and says, sir, the fire doesn't fall here anymore. You know, that is so true, I believe, in so many places, maybe even in your life today. Maybe there was a time in your life where the fire of God was burning on the inside of you. When you were moving and desiring the things of the Spirit to have an intimate relationship with God. When you were a witness everywhere that you went, you couldn't keep your mouth shut about Jesus Christ. Maybe there was a time in your life where you was on your knees and the calluses on your knees were there because you was a person of prayer. Maybe there was a time where you used to run to the front and shout unto God and praise God. You was not worried about what other body thought about you. Maybe there was a time in your life where you was desiring to know God and to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to know God's will and to pursue God's heart. But maybe the fire is not there anymore. I believe it's time to let the fire fall again. How about you? Come on, how about you? It's like that in some churches today as well. You know, one of the things that I find in the Bible when it talks about the fire of God and when it falls, you'll find that There's a place of unity when it comes to the church. It's almost without fail that it's not just one person. Sometimes one person can spark the ember, can fan the flame, so to speak. Like Paul told Timothy, he said, stir up. That word stir up means to fan the flame of God on the inside of you. Paul told Timothy, he says, you have to stir yourself up. Fan the flame. You know, one of the passages of scriptures I found in the Bible that talks about this was that of Matthew 25 verse eight, where he says where it talks about the five foolish virgins, where in Matthew 25 verse eight it says of them it says that they came to the wise virgins. Anybody know this story about the 10? virgins, five wise, five foolish, because the bridegroom was coming. Are you hearing me? I said the bridegroom was coming. See, a lot of times we live like we got a tomorrow. Yeah, see, we think, we think this thing is going to continue on and on and on, but we do not know the day or the hour, and we know that the time is changed in the spirit. You can see it across the land. Years ago, let me just tell you, in the timeline of the prophetic timeline of God, I mean, I can almost name the year that this began to change because the year was a fulfillment or a timeline after prophecy that had been fulfilled concerning Israel. And I remember the Holy Ghost talking to me in 2007 and said, at any time, listen to me, any time, this could change, this could happen because we're going to begin to see a huge shift that's going to happen across the globe. We're going to begin to see prophecy fulfilled so fast that you're not going to be able to keep up with it. And I'm telling you, it's like that now. Nations are divided against nation. People against people. Tongue against tongue. Listen, tribe against tribe. We're seeing a, a division in the spirit in the, in the body of Christ today that is so huge. People are so quick to be offended today. So quick. Almost like it's all right. Are you hearing me? There's so much of that today. Instead of developing, growing, and seeing God, and seeing the kingdom of God putting something before us that is greater than ourselves, The Bible says in the last days, that people will be lovers of themselves. They'll love pleasure more than God. Like this is our life. We can do with it what we want, yes and No. We can choose to live for ourselves, or we can choose to begin to say, God, what is your will? To have an intimate relationship with God. To choose something greater than ourselves. To begin to do the things that the Bible teaches us as believers how we should walk and live with one another, how that the world will look at us, and what are they hearing, what are they seeing from our lives. The Bible says they will know you by the love that we have for one another. I tell you, it's so important today. Church, is so important to let the fire fall in your life again. The days that we have right now should be more maximized for the fruit-bearing production of the kingdom of God than ever before. We should be more concerned about A lost soul than we are about our Facebook followers, about people who are following us on Facebook. How many, you know, a lot of people wake up in the morning, one of the first things they do is they check to see if they got a new follower or not. Is that true? Come on. So sad. We should be more concerned about the lost, we should be more concerned about the unity of His church, we should be more concerned about things that matter to the kingdom of God and to the lives of people. If not, we need to let the fire fall again. I said we need to let the fire fall again. Are you hearing me this morning? We need to let the fire fall again upon our lives. If it's never touched you this morning, it's time to get on fire for God. It's time to lay aside the things that hinder us from running our race. It's time to let the joy of the Lord be our strength. It's time to begin to think beyond just what this world says we need to be concentrated on. We need to think beyond this world and think about a kingdom that we're obtaining, that we're possessing, and that we're running into, and that we're building. If not, we need to let the fire fall. What is the fire? The fire of God symbolizes Himself. In the Bible it says, in Malachi chapter 3, I did a series on Jesus and who He is. Chapter 3 verse 2 talks about Him being a refiner's fire. Some years ago I did a series on the book of Malachi. It's very powerful. That whole book is about us as believers turning our hearts back to God. Turning our hearts back to God. God's heart's always been towards you. But our hearts need to turn to Him. If not, we need to let the fire fall again. He's a refiner's fire. He's the fuller's soap. Isaiah 4.4 4 says that very powerful statement. Isaiah 4.4 4 talks about the Holy Spirit. It says that of Him He is a spirit of burning. A spirit of burning. The spirit of judgment. You know, it's very unique in the body of Christ today. We think that judgment is something we, we don't need. We, that, that's legalism. God never judges. There's no judgment. there. You know what judgment actually means? Without judgment, there would be, ever, be no development and no growth, no change. Are you hearing me? See, when we think judgment, we're thinking hell, fire, and brimstone. We're thinking, you know, balls of fire coming out of heaven, you know, with cindering with, with rocks falling on, like on Lot in, 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 in Sodom and Gomorrah. Understanding this, though, the Bible says that in the last days, it will be like that on the earth. And that there will be a judgment that will come. Thank God for the church that we will go in the rapture. But let I me mean, just say this. There will be those that will be, as a believer, who actually. And let me just, man, you, I don't know if you want, are you ready for this. This is this is Bible. It's not me. It's not my opinion. It's the word of God. A lot of times we like to skip over that. But let me just say this to you: It's so important that we understand that the Bible says judgment happens where and first. Where does it happen first? In the house of God. Is that right? Even the Bible talks about he'll separate the wheat from the tare. Isn't that something? See a lot of times we look at the tare just being the world and he does talk about the world in there but he also talks about those within the body of Christ in which that have not sur- uh, actually surrendered their heart to him and have been born again but they're in the church. Are you hearing me? Very unique isn't it? You know The thing about the Holy Spirit, He's not there to bring condemnation. He's there to bring conviction so that we might change in the direction that we're going, in the way that we're leading, in the lives that we're, uh, in what we say and how we think and what we do. You know, if sin today is okay in your life, yesterday, or it was the day before, me and my daughter were talking and. She remembered a story I told the, the, or I preached some, some time ago, and, and she was saying to me, She said, Dad, you remember that story about the snake and the woman in the bed? And I said, Yeah. This is an actual true story of a, a young, a single woman who, who had a pet snake. She had a, like a, a boa constrictor or something, like an anaconda or something, some kind of boa constrictor, some, some kind of like that. And, and it was young, and when it was young, uh, she would actually allow that, that snake to sleep with her in bed. And so. Something about the snake, though, as it began to grow, as she began to feed it, the snake would be in the bed with her, and she'd sleep with that snake at night. And the snake would, uh, as it began to grow, she started seeing rapid growth in it. And she thought something was wrong. And she actually took it to the vet, and the vet said, "Uh, No, this snake is perfectly healthy, but it's doing something right now uh, in what it was created to do. And what it's doing is, for some reason, uh, it, it is, is growing rapidly uh, because of its food source. And she's like, what do you mean? And he says, well, where do you keep it? Where does it, where does it sleep at night? She said, well, it's sleeping in my bed. She go, he goes, do you ever find it laying straight up against you like this? He, she says, yeah, that's what it does. It crawls up and lays straight flat. He goes, Oh what he's doing is he's measuring you. He's growing rapidly so that he can swallow you. Are you hearing me? See, when we begin to pet our little pet sins, we think, oh, this is just a little thing. Are you hearing me right now? And we're not dealing with it in the spirit. I said we're not dealing with it in the spirit. We need to let the fire fall. Um, when we become complacent, when our, when, our, when our conviction of being a witness in the public is not there any longer, and for those around us, We need to let the fire fall. You see, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of burning. He gives you a desire to say, oh God, my neighborhood, my street, God, my family, You begin to get a burning on the inside of you that won't let you rest until you begin to act, until you begin to speak, you begin to say, you begin to pray, you begin to reach out. You begin to stir yourself up so much. You see, the Holy Spirit is a spirit of burning that will abide in you. Not only will it refine you like a refiner's fire, but it also puts you on fire in the world. Come on, we need to let the fire fall. Hebrews 12, 29 says, Our God is a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. You know, fire is represented as acceptance and approval as well from God. Leviticus 9, 24 says, Leviticus 9.24 says that a fire went out from the presence of the Lord and consumed the sacrifice and the people shouted and fell on their faces. Why? For God accepted their sacrifice. Our God is a consuming fire. You know, the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, what does it tell us? Romans 12, 1 and 2 says that we present our bodies a what? A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable before God, which is our reasonable service. And be renewed in your mind. Come on. Yeah, do be conformed to this world, be transformed. Be renewed in your mind. See, it says be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable. So those things go together. You see God in his acceptance. Come on, everywhere you see God's acceptance, there's a fire. Are you hearing me right now? You know, the Bible says, present your body. He's talking about our personal lives there. He's talking about our personal lives. If you feel like the fire has gone out in you, if you feel like the fire of God is not there present in you, not because he doesn't love you, it's not because he, doesn't, uh, he hasn't saved you. It's because, first of all, God wants a more intimate and desires you to walk with him. He has more for you than just uh, getting up in the morning, come on, making breakfast, getting the kids off to school, go doing your job, coming home, having dinner, watching TV, or doing whatever you do. Come on, there's more to you than that. There's more to you than just trying to get your bills paid. Are trying to have a retirement. If I gave you an analogy right now on a timeline of humanity in your life, as it really looks, if I if I could, if you could just think of this with me right now, just say the size of this whole stage right here. If if I started from there and went all the way to the end, and this was your if this was eternity. Your life and this was the beginning of it. Your life would be something about as wide as this piece of wood right here, about like that compared to eternity. But we are so focused on this part of our life so much that we do not understand that our life doesn't end here. But we're so focused, we're trying to save up enough money for the end of our life so we can actually find some time for ourselves. Are you with me? It's like, what are we doing? Like, that's the end. No, you're about to enter into the beginning. And instead of having our life crucified in Christ... We're trying to save up enough money so we can get out of church and we can just go do our own thing instead of building the kingdom of God where you're laying up an inheritance where moth and rust doeth not corrupt. If we don't see that, we need to let the fire fall again. Come on. If you haven't seen it yet, let the fire fall in your life. God is a consuming fire The fire comes out from God as an acceptance of our sacrifice, of our life that we live, which is a living sacrifice before God. That doesn't happen just in a particular timeline in our life. Our whole life on earth is lived as a sacrifice before God. So that we are laying up for us a crown of life, Now, the Bible teaches us in the book of Revelation, and I'm going to show you this here in just a few minutes. It tells us that whenever we get more concerned about this life right now than the crown of life that we'll receive one day when we see him, we need to let the fire fall. Why? Because when our life is so consumed with this life rather than his life rather than the eternal life Jesus rebuked one of the churches and he told them he said be careful he gave them a warning when you, looked at all, when you look at the seven churches prior to the rapture of the church he gave them a warning he said don't get so caught up with this life because when you're so concerned more with what people think of you in this world then your sacrifice and the crown of life that you'll be given in that day it's time for the fire to fall again When you hold the opinions of others greater than the cause of God, it's time for the fire to fall. When you despise the peace and blessing and increase and victory in others' lives, when you, I'm going to say that again, when we begin to become envious, unteachable, can I say it like that? When we begin to have attitudes, are you hearing me? about the grace of God and the blessing of God and the increase of God and the fire of God in someone else, when you begin to despise that, become envious or, or anything of that way, it's time for the fire to fall again. When you tolerate, here's what the Bible says, one of the things in the Scriptures, when you tolerate, whoo, when you listen to people who call themselves, you now the Bible says, He rebuked one of the churches and said, because you've tolerated that woman Jezebel. He told that to a church. He said, you even allowed her to teach. Woo! Oh, my, my, my. When you give some kind of position or place to that kind of spirit in the church, he said, because you tolerated her. Wow. You know what what that spirit does? It, it, It tries to promote themselves through your ear. Are you hearing me? They tried to, the Bible talks about a, a seduction. It says that, that she seduced people. How do you seduce? Seduction is, is, is alluring, isn't it? I think about seduction. It doesn't, it doesn't come off with a big old, you know, red suit and horns and pitchfork. No, and it seduces your ear to gain your acceptance. To promote them, that's what's happening. To promote them, to present something to the person in whom they're speaking into, saying this is what we really need or what you really want. Woo! That's what Jezebel does. That's what that spirit does in the body of Christ. And Jesus rebuked him, and said, do not tolerate that. Come on. Whenever we begin to do that as the body of Christ, we need to let the fire fall again. Are you hearing me? You say, oh, that's not today. That was then. No, that's, that's the church before the rapture. Are you hearing me? That's the end time church. Come on. We need to let the fire fall. When you give place to dissatisfaction, or you allow others to put dissatisfaction in you to persecute your commitment and faithfulness, it's time for the fire to fall in your life. Did you hear me? You want me to say that again? When you give into dissatisfaction, when you give into relationships of those who through their dissatisfaction persecute your commitment and faithfulness, you need to let the fire fall again. Are you hearing me? Woo! This is what you find in the Scripture. When you're okay with sin in your life, it's time for the fire to fall again. Listen, the fire of God transforms us into purity now there is another fire that comes from God which devours the Bible says his adversaries but whenever we allow God to consume us afresh and new when you allow the Holy Spirit to baptize you afresh and new now the Bible says of Jesus he is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit and fire Bible tells us that we can be filled and filled again. Today, I believe that we can be filled again. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.